1: listening to Fox Sports radio
3: ah good evening everyone Aaron Torres Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports radio as we're coming to you live from the Fox Sports radio Studios and it's brought to you by Geico 15 minutes could save you 15 percent of board card shirts all you have to do is visit Geico.com for a free rate quote we're in for the guys tonight Jason Smith and his best friend Mike Carmen. Who obviously uh, saved all their vacation time for just about this, uh, th- these two weeks. My goodness, they get a lot of vacation time. I thought you were
4: going to be nicer. It's still 2020. Are you just airing your grievances before we turn to 2021? Yeah, what?
3: I, I, that is, and by the way, we are doing the four C's. We, we want people to go ahead and uh, on Twitter and get in and, and give us critiques, criticisms, comments, compliments, whether it's personal, for the show, for sports, something we could look on and build on for 2021. I said, maybe we should take more calls. Maybe we should be a little bit more nicer to people. Um, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, you could critique us, criticisms, comments, or compliments uh, for the upcoming year for 2021. So what do you think? I think the great thing is, I see, I'm
4: nice. So I, I give out compliments, uh, you know, like they're uh, candy at Halloween.
3: <laughs> we got to work on
4: you a little bit. You're a little still rough around the edges,
3: but no, we still Still a little like rough you. around the edges. We still the like it is. You, yeah. Um, I do want to say this, just uh, taking a quick left turn out of nowhere. Um, That's why I don't let you drive. Book it I know, I know. But, uh, you know, uh, December 31st, a, a very historic day. Um, this is the day back in December 31st, 1972, um, where Roberto Clemente passed away. One of the best baseball players, and it was b- before my time, but, um, you know, he passed away. His last appearance in Major League Baseball was in 1972. Um, when he died, but he was quite the baseball player. I mean, just unbelievable. And of course, he was flying for um a charity work in Latin America when his plane went down. This guy had exactly three thousand hits, but he was uh, he was just fantastic. Uh, Torres. I don't know if you got to see any uh, you know highlights of him. But uh, he was just unbelievable. Well, it's funny you bring it up. Uh, Obviously, last name is Torres. Uh, My grandparents
4: are from Puerto Rico. My dad was born here, but born as a first generation. You know, he spoke Spanish in his household and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, he wasn't even a huge sports fan. I actually get the sports gene from my mom and her side of the family. But... Uh, Roberto Clemente was larger than life to him and idol to him. Yeah. And I, I, you know, uh, uh, you know, listen, we all live in a world where, um, you know, we, we all want somebody that looks like us, that sounds like us, that talks like us, uh, you know, and it's why, uh, it's a great thing for something like last night when Becky Hammond becomes the first woman to ever, uh, you know, ref an NBA, or uh, coach an NBA game, excuse me, that young girls can sit there and say, you know what, maybe I can do that someday. And so for my dad, you know, Roberto Clemente was kind of that guy for him growing up as a first generation uh, Puerto Rican person in the United States.
3: I mean, and, and when he passed away and exactly on 3,000 hits, he died in a plane crash, 38 years old, he was delivering aid to earthquake uh, victims. Uh, in Nicaragua, and um, like I said, larger than life really was. Uh, just unfortunately, as years go on, um, a lot of people don't remember him. A lot of people your age don't even know who Roberto Clemente is, and there's a Roberto Clemente award. They they just don't remember that far back. And it's, it's usually people my age, uh, anybody younger will really don't know, uh, remember who he is, though. He, he passed in 72, right, or somewhere around yeah, there? Yeah, 1972. It was a long time ago, man. December 31st, yeah. Oh, uh, you're tough 50 years ago almost, so. Um, but just a fantastic player. Absolutely. You should uh, go ahead and try to watch the highlights when, whenever you have a chance. And if if anybody's our age, or should be my age, I um, mean, you remember Roberto Clemente? You could send that in, also, uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm a stinking genius, one. And like I said, we're doing the four Cs: critiques, criticisms, comments, compliments. You know what's so funny is when we don't do the four Cs, we get criticisms and critiques <laughs> like crazy. And we didn't. We have only got any today. It's
4: amazing, you know. See, you know, it's the new year. Everybody's trying to be nice. Uh, you know, there. Is, so I think everybody's trying Turning to a new leaf. Yes, exactly. So they're trying to. Oh, you know, I'm going to be. Be nice in 2021, blah. Yeah, let's see on Saturday when you and I are hosting on, on January 2nd how nice everybody is to us, but we do appreciate all the comments, and we appreciate everybody chiming in. There's a lot of people, frankly, like us who are at work right now, so everybody who's working, everybody who's, uh, you know, on the job, doing whatever. We've had people check in from warehouses, from prisons before. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, we're, we're working hard, hard just like you guys are. We appreciate what you do, and we appreciate you guys listening. Guys and
3: You girls. know, the, December 31st is not a big day off. Uh, there is I mean, obviously, Christmas Eve, Christmas, big days off, New Year's Day somewhat, but December 31st, uh, there's a lot of people working out there. It's not like it's a major holiday or anything like that, Torres.
4: No, um, it's it's funny. Uh, you know, my wife's family it was coming over uh, this evening to, to hang out with us, but... They were all working today. I mean, I left the house. It's it's eight o'clock Eastern or Pacific time here, eleven Eastern. But I left the house about five thirty, and it was just me and the wife because everybody else in the family was working today. So you know, everybody that had to put in time at work, you know, we're all grateful to to have work at this moment in time. But uh but yeah, no, I I noticed that as well. That a lot of people were working today. All
3: right, uh, we are here for you. So like I said, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm in stinking Genius. One, my Miami Dolphins, they are in big trouble. Fitzpatrick. Um, he is going to be gone for two weeks. He might not even make the playoffs, uh, the playoff game, if the Dolphins make the playoffs, depending if they play on that Saturday or that Sunday. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. But in the meantime, Tua will get the start against the Buffalo Bills. I have no confidence that the Dolphins are going to be able to win this game in Buffalo um out of all places with Tua as the quarterback and no chance of Fitzpatrick coming in uh for relief it's, it's Tua he shouldn't he shouldn't feel the pressure now it's all his game he's not going to be yanked um I'm curious to see how he's going to play Torres it's going to be interesting well do you really think he ever felt pressure before because Brian
4: Flores basically handed him the job on a platter uh so I don't know why he would feel pressure but listen, I mean, this is why you're a top-five pick, and this isn't 1992 anymore. You don't get a year to acclimate yourself. Uh, Justin Herbert was awesome. The reason that the Chargers are struggling is not because of Justin Herbert. Joe Burrow was awesome before he got hurt. Kyler Murray was awesome last year. Tua, you got a great defense. You got uh, you know, quality players around you on the offensive side of the football you got to put up a good performance. And, and as you said, first of all, Ryan Fowler seemed appalled with what you had to say about Tua. But, you know, listen, we're not asking for 450 <laughs> yards here, but this is 2020. We're, we're going to throw the ball around a little bit, and you got to make some plays here.
3: I do agree with Ryan Fowler in one point that they're babying him, and they've got to go ahead and open up the offense. You've got nothing to lose at this point. You lose the game. Uh, you could still make the playoffs, but let's be honest, I don't see the Colts losing. I don't see the Cleveland Browns losing. We'll get to them in just a second. Um, I don't see a, a lot of – I, I think there's one other team that could lose otherwise – oh, uh, um, the Colts, and they play Jacksonville. Even though they lost once, I don't see them losing. So the Dolphins are going to be on the outside looking in if they don't win this game. Absolutely, and
4: that's why, right? I mean, again, you're the, the a top-five pick starting quarterback, and it, kind of the same thing with Baker Mayfield too, right? Baker, you're a franchise quarterback – you got to win this game, especially uh, with no Ben Roethlisberger on the other sideline. And so, to me, I think you could use the same parallel with with the Browns. I know that the Browns have a couple guys that may be out on the defensive right. side of the ball because right. of COVID, but it doesn't change the fact it's kind of the same thing with Baker, dude. You're the number one overall pick. You're you were supposed to be the best player in that draft class. If you're the best player, put that organization on your back. Get them to the playoffs.
3: Now, forget about if Miami can make the playoffs or not. But I'm going to make one last-ditch effort. Um you see what Miami's going through with Fitzpatrick and by the way I'm I'm not even sure how Fitzpatrick wasn't around anybody else when he got the when he found out he had covid there's no contact tracing at all he wasn't around anybody on the team right I'm I
4: I find that a little uh, curious well, this whole thing has confused me I mean you know it, it, well, it, are they not around offensive linemen? Are they not and not just two and not just the backup quarterback, but offensive linemen? I, I don't coaches. Really, yeah,
3: I don't get. This and those stuff, coaches man. are on other other players. I, I, what was Fitzpatrick just standing by himself at the in midfield or in the end zone or something like that or on the sideline? I, I, I'm not following what's going on here. But my point is this: you mentioned Cleveland. Is this our last ditch effort to look? We know that uh Kansas City's resting Mahomes and their players, Pittsburgh's resting their players. I think Buffalo's going to rest most of their players. Why don't we just add the eighth team? Because we're having I think we're having a little bit of problems, um, and just say, Look, they this is their bye week anyway, they're resting. So let's just add the eighth team and all get on with the playoffs out there. I, I think that is it too late to do
4: that or what? Well, I'll say this. Um, you know, I, I do kind of feel like and it's funny, Ryan Fowler brought up how the Big Ten just changed the rules on the fly to help Ohio State. I wouldn't be opposed to it in this specific year because I do think it stinks for these teams that it just so happens, you know, listen. You can criticize the Browns for losing that game to the Jets the other day, and I got into this huge argument with Bernie Fratto about this the other night. There is no team in the NFL – that is going to look good offensively without their top four receivers like the Browns were. And right, if the Browns right. win that game, they're in the playoffs, right. you know? Right. And so for their whole po- season to come down to their wide receiver room happen to catch it at the worst possible time in a game they should have won, that really stinks. I bring that up because it's the same with the Dolphins. To have the guy that you might have been counting on as your starter quarterback. I know Tua was technically the starter. He was going to start. Brian Flores said he'd start. But to, to have that guy knocked out, uh, uh, you know, when he might not even be sick and that's how, what your playoff race is going to come down to. I don't like it. And so for this one year, I actually would be okay, Arnie. And I'm not a guy that's wanting to expand these playoffs at all.
3: What would happen if this was a week later, we were in the playoffs and this happened to a, I don't know who's going to get the first round by, but let's just say it happened to a Tom Brady and Aaron Rogers, a Ben Roethlisberger, a Patrick Mahomes, even though he has the bye week. Um, what do you think the NFL would have done at that point? You're not going to tell me they would say, sorry, Kansas City, you're going to have to play without Mahomes? I I, got to think there'd be another answer. We'd push things back, or is it just tough luck? I I don't know. I'm not not sure what's going to happen anymore, you know?
4: It's such a great point. You know, it's just amazing to me. Like, I just thought that we would be beyond all this at this point. And I'm not saying it's wrong that we're not beyond it. You know, safety first, all that stuff. But, like, even this week when the Clemson coach came out, their offensive coordinator play caller, uh, it was announced that, that he will not be available because of COVID. It's just like, I cannot believe that we are in 2020. Uh, the end of 2020, excuse right. me, heading into 2021, and it's still a minute-to-minute, day-by-day thing. It was funny. I don't know if you saw this, Arnie, but, um, you know, Ryan Day, the Ohio State coach, when he got off the plane today, he was basically asked about, um, you know, about, hey, this is the best, this is the most full strength that you've been uh, since since this whole thing started, right? And his exact quote was, full strength is a floating target, which means they could be full strength this second, but in an hour from now, it could be a different story, and it's not. I know we're talking about the NFL, but as we learned with Ryan Fitzpatrick today, with Denzel Ward from the Cleveland Browns, float uh, fully healthy really is a, a moving target here.
3: Calbert says, Arnie, I'm disappointed you didn't cover for Ben Maller and deal with the Maller militia. I'd offer to donate a charity of your choice or buy you a Tua jersey. Mm. Arnie equals ratings. Yeah, there you go. That but that's what I wanted a Tua jersey. Now, now I don't want a Tua jersey. You just don't want to fill in for Ben. You're scared. No, no, I would have taken the Tua jersey, but, you know, he's not very good now. I'll let you know next year. Um, who you want your favorite Patrick jersey? Is. And then two weeks later, he's going to get released? Cause I he want to Fields' jersey when he joins Miami. How about that? Um, The show should take text. We take text like crazy. Oh, look at this authentic Alan. First, let's say Happy New Year. Without a doubt, two of my favorite Fox Sports radio hosts. Wow. Wow. As much I would like to agree with Arnie in 2021 becoming kinder sports world. Unfortunately, the last four years have changed our sports forever. Hashtag politics, race, race. And Quay Travis. how thick will little dig there, Quay Travis. Did he not or what, huh? I love that. Yeah. Uh, when we get back, let's start taking a look at the final week, Week 17. Uh, we talked a little bit about this also yesterday. Who has the most pressure on him? We'll get to all that coming up in this, this little segment. That's next right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires.
4: This is your favorite song, Arnie, isn't
3: it? I'm, I'm just jamming out a little bit. I'm just jamming out. And by the way, Enjoy. we are live at the Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's brought to you by Geico. 15 minutes can save you 50% of all your car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Jam, Arnie, jam. Yeah. It's like I 1984 love it. all over again up in here, man. Wow. I wasn't even going to do not Don't you ever do that. Do you what? could rag on 1984 and all those years, but. Don't you ever make fun of the music back then? Ever, ever do that again? Compared to some of the stuff now, I will choke you out if you do that again. You, you have, love, you Kanye. understand that? Apologize to everybody. Apologize. You love Kanye. Every song, every song that's come out <laughs> since nineteen ninety eight, you think was it was sung by Kanye? Uh, I love it. Uh, a couple things I want to get to real quick, though. Getting a lot on Twitter. Uh, Let me just go to JT first. It says here, I'll give you one critique, and this applies to Arnie, not Aaron. Mm -hmm. We need to start appreciating the game that actually gets played. You complained about New Year's Eve not having great games. The truth is we're lucky to have games to complain about. True, but this isn't like Aaron and I are stuck on an island with Tom Cruise, uh, and Wilson the volleyball, and we're starving <laughs> to death. And Aaron caught some fish, and I said, "You know, Aaron, you kind of overcooked the fish. We need some salt on this." Okay, then I'm lucky to be eating. Okay, yes, we didn't have sports, but we got it back, right? I can't complain a little bit, Aaron. I, it's not like we're starving with Wilson and Tom Hanks on the island. Uh, I'm, I'm. <laughs> you don't
4: with, know what to say about that. I'm with JT because I complain. We we got to complain about this earlier today and i said arnie in in march april may june of 2020 i'll take any sports yes. i'll never be ungrateful yes. again ever arnie
3: in <laughs> december of 2020
4: i hate bowl games cancel them all <laughs> give me a 98 team playoff
3: uh, Steve in Steamboat Springs, where I want to retire someday, even though I've never been there. Uh, one piece of advice for next year, I have to diversify your sports betting conversation. This is for you, Torres. I know the NFL is king, but more baseball, NHL, NBA, and NCAA, NCAA betting talk huh. would be nice. Well, would, we, we did add a, 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 a RJ Bell and Straight out of Vegas and Bernie Fratto, and uh, those guys have been a great addition the last y- a couple of years.
4: Listen, Steve in Steamboat Springs, first of all, Arnie's going to look you up when he gets there eventually. Yes, I am. Yes, Two. I am. I hand out college basketball picks literally almost every single day on on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I do college football write-ups. I uh, hate to brag, my college basketball best bets are four and one since Christmas Day. So, uh, you know, I, I paid a lot of bills this year. So, thank you to me. Uh, but Steven Steamboat Springs,
3: pay close attention. College hoops picks every day, baby. All right. Uh, you want to get in? Uh, Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1. Let me ask you this question, Aaron. Remember when you got sick last year, right around the holidays? two years ago, believe it or not. Two years ago. And we were doing the show together. You had the call in sick. I believe they got somebody for you. My question is this. If you were doing the show by yourself and there was nobody to do the show or replace you, you would have thought twice about calling in sick. Would you have not? You would have, you would have said, okay, I, I have nobody to fill in for me. I better go to work because there's nobody to go ahead and help me out. I don't have a co-host today. Or would you still called in sick? Well, in that
4: case, I will tell you, um, I don't think the guys that are in tonight were there that night, but I got sick on air on right. New Year's Eve. I literally – it was my Michael Jordan flu game. By the end of the show, I was dehydrated on the floor clutching a basketball. So And so the following day, which was New Year's Day, my wife was like, you cannot go to work. So I don't ever call out, but I, I get what you're saying. Yes, it's a different it, deal if they can replace me with somebody. As opposed It's a to-
3: different deal. And the only reason I bring that up is – Yesterday, I asked you um, how much pressure is on Tua, and we said, well, really not that much at all, not much on the Dolphins, because if Tua just doesn't perform, he'll get his backup, and we'll come to Fitzpatrick, and we'll see if he can pull it out, and Tua doesn't have to really worry about winning the game by himself. Now that we find out that Fitzpatrick can't play in the game, is there more pressure on Tua? Or less pressure on Tua because he knows that he's not going to be replaced during the game. Or is there more pressure knowing that he has to win it by himself? Or is it still the same amount of pressure? You tell me. So I think in most cases the answer would be
4: there's less pressure on him because he doesn't have any. He doesn't have to look over his shoulder. I don't think that applies here though because Brian Flores, you know, Tua's got more lives than a cat here. Every right. time he screws up, Brian Flores, you know it's like the kid. You know, if, if you don't if you don't do if you don't eat your vegetables, you're not getting ice cream. Then the kids eat ice cream at the end of every night, and that's kind of where we are with Tua right now. Is. I don't think he's done anything bad, but I wouldn't call him dynamic either. And yet, every single night, uh, every single week, Brian Flores keeps handing out uh, the opportunity to him to go back out on the field and and start over as the starter. So, if this was, say, Jalen Hurts. And he knew, if I if I throw three interceptions, Carson Wentz is coming back in. If this was Sam Darnold, if I throw three interceptions, they're putting somebody else in. With Tua, it seems like he can do no wrong, so I don't think there's any more or less pressure because there was never pressure on him to begin with.
3: Really? I think there's a lot of pressure on this game. And let me ask Is am I, am I putting too much emphasis on this game? Um, I mean, let's it's say, for the
4: playoffs. I don't think so.
3: Well, okay, it, it is for the playoffs. Okay, forget about Fitzpatrick for a second. Let's say Tua has a horrible game, throws for 100 yards passing, they lose. 38 to 9. They kick three field goals. They're out of the playoffs. Um, at that point, how many Dolphin fans do you think would be saying, we want Tua out of here, draft a quarterback, or sign a veteran? I bet you 95% would say something like that. If they lose the game, but Tua throws for like 300 yards, and they lose the game 28-27, people will say, okay, we lost, but you know what, Tua had a good game. We're ready for next year. Tua, Tua's our guy. If they win, there'll be no talk of another quarterback, veteran, or rookie and Tua is your guy if they win. Did I get all three of those right, or am I overemphasizing all that? Listen, what I think the, the broader point is is that an
4: hour ago when we had Ryan Fowler on, you suggested that you've been underwhelmed by Tua, and he scoffed at you. What I will tell you is this week, this isn't, you know, playing Denver when nobody's watching. Right. This is the second week in a row where the eyes will be on the Dolphins last week against the Raiders in a standalone game on a Saturday night. And, of course, this week with the playoffs on the line and the Bills, by the way, playing for the number 2 seed and home field advantage up until the AFC Championship game. I will say, I will defend you if he does his little, you know, 16 of 23 for 88 yards. I think there's going to be a lot of Dolphins fans out there asking the same questions you but are. But it's just Arnie. one game
3: though. Are we going to put so all this comes up. It so isn't all... one game.
4: It isn't one game because okay, you've okay. been complaining about this for
3: 5 or 6 weeks. I've been complaining about it, but normal people will say what's wrong with you? It's only been eight games total. The guy needs like 3 years. You know, I don't have 3 years. You know win. who else,
4: you know who else we were saying that about about a month ago? Carson Wentz. Well, it's only one game. Well, it's only two games. Well, it's only four games. Carson, well, it's only six But Carson Wentz games. has
3: had three years, though. I'm just
4: saying, at a certain point, you either got it or you don't. How many games did Joe Burrow need? How many games did Justin Herbert need? How many games did Kyler Murray need? I, listen, I'm a two-a-guy. I'm defending him. Right. I'm just saying. I think it's a fair thing because I, I watch the games like you do, Arnie, and I'm not saying I've been underwhelmed. I've been whelmed. I haven't been underwhelmed. I've been overwhelmed. I've been right. welmed. He's been, I would say, a little less dynamic than I thought he would be. And and is it because the as Ryan Fowler alluded to, the 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 coaching staff is babying him? Is it because he's not ready? Is it because maybe he's still banged up from all the injuries he had in college?
3: I don't know. But I I listen. Tank for 2 was a thing, right? What, but what happens if they baby him and then he throws and has a bad game? Then people are going to say, well, you can't be doing that. you got to open up the offense. Now, if they open up the offense and he throws 40 times, sure. then I'll say this is what we wanted. And he couldn't get it done. You know what this um, feels like to me?
4: What? feels like Zion, right? Every Zion, it was just they just it, we're gonna put him out there, but we're only gonna play him twenty minutes, but we're gonna only play him six minutes at a time, and that's kind of how it feels like with Tua. I feel like what twenty? Per, I'm not a football coach, but feels like twenty percent of the playbook is out there right now. It doesn't feel like they're letting him do yeah.
3: what makes Tua Tua. G says, stinking genius." Thank you to Arnie for your great takes. Been listening for years. Got a voice for radio. Keep it up, brother. Uh, let me tell you something. I've got a face for TV too. Should have seen it. I should have gotten to the movies when I had a chance, right, Torres? You got a, such a good-looking guy. You got a face for uh, you know those interviews where they blur
4: out the face and they change. <laughs> that, that's you, right?
3: Well, Why would happened to be a nicer in twenty twenty one? Or you're you
4: still got a couple of hours to I go? Still got a couple hours. You got twenty nine minutes to get James Harden traded. By the way.
3: By the way, this is going to be a big story. I actually kind of guessed it. Remember, I, I, I we were doing our ranch yesterday. Um, I, I, this wasn't um, a story like uh, on online or on a website. Somebody said that um, they got an email, uh, Pittsburgh Steeler fan, that the Steelers were going to charge five hundred dollars for the first playoff game, and somebody called BS on that. And they wrote back on Twitter saying, "It was my brother who's a season ticket holder, and here's the email." Um, I didn't read the email, but she didn't put that part in there. She just showed the five hundred dollars. There's going to be hell to pay. That's going to be a big story if teams think they're going to get limited fans in there and jack up the price. Remember, I brought that up yesterday. I said, if, if we had one wish, you better not jack up the price if you're a Bills Mafia fan. Go to the game or give it away. You... What? What? You can't jack up a price five hundred dollars for a ticket, can you? That's sick. Well, it's funny because I remember when college
4: football they, you know, there was more stadiums that allowed fans than than a lot of other places, and some of them, even with limited capacity, had trouble selling tickets for that exact reason. They thought, well, you know, we it, we're only going to let six thousand in, so we could charge whatever, and people no. were like, yeah, exactly. Florida's playing Vanderbilt. I don't want to watch Vanderbilt. I don't want to pay four hundred dollars to watch Vanderbilt. So uh, it's different for the NFL playoffs. I get that, but it is a th- it is a thing that definitely happened in college football
3: are they going to allow that to happen and when i say they i don't even know who they is uh, uh, the, the fans the commissioner the nfl can somebody do something about that you you can can you imagine doing that i just said 2021 you should give back to the fans not the first thing you do is jack up the prices but you get 10,000 people at the game you know Hey, I agree with that. I agree yeah.
4: 100%. I mean, listen, especially, you're. it goes back to what we've talked about all season long, right? Because when football first started, you know, there was talk of, well, we'll eventually get 50% and then 75%. And people said, look, you're not going to make back your whole budget, your whole loss uh, in one or two games. And so, to me, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Buffalo Bills or the Kansas City Chiefs or whoever, charge what needs to be charged. Don't get me wrong. You're not going to make up for 80,000 empty seats in one game. And so don't disrespect the fans that have been with you. By the way, especially the Buffalo Bills, they have paid a lot of money to watch a lot of bad teams through the years. Have some respect. I'm with you. Make it affordable. You know what I I actually liked, Arnie? The other night when the Packers were playing in that snowstorm, they they let in first responders and people like
3: that. I thought that was a really cool gesture as well. Could you imagine if you got a ticket to one of your teams uh, and they're only allowing like uh seven to ten thousand in there and you were lucky enough to wanna to get the tickets and you went to the game. And then when you got to the game you and I said, Oh, concessions, that's ten dollars a hot dog and fifteen dollars for a soda because we gotta jack up the prices. There's only ten thousand of you. That'd be absurd. You'd say, get out of here. I'm not gonna go and pay that, you know?
4: No, of course. And that's what I'm saying is yeah. is you're not, especially <laughs> hot dogs, parking, huh. all those things, you're not gonna make up missing eight home games with uh, you know, without 80,000 people in the stands. So be be appreciative of the fans that have stuck with you. Be appreciative of the fans that are willing to come to a football game when we are still in a pandemic, especially in Buffalo and Pittsburgh where it's really cold oh. outside. Uh, you know, some of these decisions that these prog- uh, organizations make just make no sense.
3: Ian says, I've enjoyed listening to you and Torres for years. What time is uh, your usual show on so I can l- know when to listen? How are you listening for years if you don't know when when the hell we're on? Well, we do I don't understand. In a lot. We've been loving you guys for years. Well, we've been together for three years, but you don't know when the hell we're on. How are you listening to us? Well, just from we filling in.
4: I was gonna say maybe he listens to Jason and Mike. We filled in for Jason and Mike quite a bit through the years. There's, that's, that's a true. possibility. That is, Ian. That come is a on, it's
3: 20, I thought you were going to be nice in twenty twenty one. It's not. I got twenty more minutes. I know you got twenty. I got more twenty minutes more James minutes. James gets traded too. So. Uh, the Mason Mahler says, "You know what else can get the hell out of town along with twenty twenty? The whole idea that young quarterbacks like Tua and others aren't allowed to take their bumps and bruises like every other quarterback before them. Thank God Manning didn't play today. See, first year. Well, I guess you could say the same thing about Troy Aikman, who was one in fifteen for the Cowboys. If you, nowadays, you go one in fifteen, you might not have a job when you come." on back after that you know yeah
4: I'm trying to think who was a quarterback that flat out wasn't good recently Flat out just wasn't good in year one, and then just got better. I'm sure there's plenty. I mean, I guess Josh Allen wasn't great, but he wasn't no.
3: terrible. Well, like I said, Aikman. But you don't want to go that far back. I think no. Marino only had a couple wins, but he took over. He, matter of fact, Marino lost his first game by 28 nothing to the Raiders, I believe. Yeah. Um, he didn't well, look so good. Well, the reason I bring it up is because there's been plenty that are bad and just
4: never get it back. Uh, Josh Rosen, for example, Sam Darnold. I mean, there's 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 a few in that regard, and then there's others like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, that largely got to sit there first year and were really successful I'm trying to think of the guy if such a thing exists recently that was really bad and just got better I also think that's a real thing, too, of you put guys out there too soon, you may crush their confidence forever. So.
3: Oh, you know what? I, I hate when people say that. Aww. If your confidence is going to get bruised, you're in the wrong line of business, uh, playing quarterback in the NFL, then go be an accountant. Then you don't have to worry about getting your ego bruised. You know what I'm saying? Then go do something else. That's what you think. You ever been around an accountant? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you ever talked to
4: an accountant on the day after tax day? No, I... I um, I, I see both sides. I mean, I think that you know you are a professional, right? Like you're getting paid money. Suck it up, Buttercup. But right. then I also I also do think. You know, I mean, it's the, it's the David Carr syndrome, right? I mean, he just took so many hits so early that he was never able to recover and, um, you know, mentally recover in terms of getting that confidence back. So I don't have the answer. I just think it's kind of interesting. We're throwing all these guys to the wolves right away, but I can't think of many guys that were
3: really bad early that kind of progressed as they got o- older. All right, when we get back, the Sager's got a little bit of info for my Arizona Wildcats. Can't wait to hear that. Uh, As we're sitting in for Jason Smith and his best friend Mike Harmon right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
0: You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's
5: no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming!
3: All right, welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios, This segment brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Just go to GEICO.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Let's check in with the Sager. see what I missed. What's going on with my Arizona Wildcats, the Sager? We will
7: have the news on Arizona, but we have an update on the Steelers. Wow. What you were talking about with the tickets, and we have what details there are. Now, it was an NFL Network reporter, and she had a second tweet today and said, earlier today, I tweeted that the Steelers were asking $500 per seat for the playoffs. Right. It was her. Yes. Per a letter sent to a season ticket holder I know.
3: Was that a bogus story? Did she I, did says, I, did
7: I... quote, the season ticket holder is my husband.
3: Oh, it's her husband. I said her brother. Okay. It's I'm her sorry. Her husband's my bad. She hmm.
7: then said, I trusted he knew how to read when he told <laughs> me that. I won't make the same mistake again.
3: Wow. <laughs> so up. it is true then that no. he really...
7: No? No, I trusted that he knew how to read. I will not make that same mistake again. (laughs) Wow. What we do know from the Post-Gazette in Pittsburgh is, yes, the Steelers will have some fans for their playoff game at Heinz Field. The number is still being determined. They report that the governor of the state is expected Monday to ease the restrictions that have been in place over the holidays. In October, when they had a couple of home games with fans, it was a max of 5,500 fans. Ooh. Now, there, we'd be talking about, they say, a Sunday, January 10th playoff game. But keep in mind, thanks to the three recent losses, that may right. be their only
3: home playoff game in Pittsburgh this postseason. So it's not $500, then? It's not?
7: No, it sounds like nothing's been determined, and uh, in fact... And her husband
3: can't read it. (laughs) That has been been
7: taken back in the most humorous way.
3: I was wondering why it didn't make a big deal. I'm like, oh, people are going to get upset when they hear about that. Wow, yeah. Uh,
7: And remember, one of the Steelers' three losses head-to-head recently was against Buffalo. So the Buffalo Bills are in the driver's seat for the two-seat in the AFC. We know Kansas City has the one-seat at 14-1. and And we usually mention how... Week after week, it proves. Year after year, it proves that football is the ratings king in this country. I will say one item: there was a college basketball game on Christmas Day on Fox. Wisconsin, Michigan State got almost two million viewers, wow. making Ooh. it the most watched game of the young season. Wow! Compare that to NBA averaging a couple nights ago, one million for the huh. two blowouts that they carried on.
4: TNT. Why do you think college hoops did so well? It was before the NFL game, this, the the Saints Vikings. It was. I'm, I'm wondering. I'm just curious. I don't know if there's a reason, but I'm.
7: Uh, yeah. That's a good question. Um, the <laughs> fact that it was on a regular channel on a holiday, I think that helps as well. Sure, but generally, basketball just yeah does not do well. Maybe it's during the time. Maybe it's season. you
3: know college basketball two hours and boom you're done. You know, basketball NBA two and a half to three hours now. Yeah.
7: yeah, and of course, school names people recognize whether they know anybody on the roster or not. That happens every year with college sports. The update with the University of Arizona's new coach and his coaching staff is. Grr foxes bruce feldman reports brennan carroll is expected to be the new offensive coordinator and Ooh, offensive oh. line coach son of pete carroll in fact he's currently the seahawks run game coordinator He says he's 41 years old now. I remember when Brennan was on his dad's staff at USC. That's close to 20 years ago now. But he says that Carroll and the new head coach at Arizona, Jed Fish, worked together for a couple of seasons at the University of Miami. College Football Hall of Famer Chuck Cecil is on the staff now. That's who
3: I thought you were going to give me, Chuck Cecil. He, He went there when I went there, I think.
7: He is the new safeties coach and another U of A legend. Ricky Hundley
3: is the new Ah, defensive line coach at Arizona. I think he was there right around when I was there, too. Former
7: All-American. And Feldman says Hundley and Jed Fish first met almost 20 years ago when Jed Fish was a grad assistant with the Florida Gators and the D-line coach with the Gators was Ricky Hundley. So there you have an update on your... Athletic Department good news from the University of Arizona, Arizona basketball, which I don't believe will be in the postseason this year, is nonetheless eight and one after whipping Washington tonight. And we did get viewers for the Cheez-It Bowl and the blowout Alamo Bowl. Yet again, college bowl games get some audience every year. The Cheez-It Bowl, 3.2 million viewers wow. on Tuesday night.
4: I get the conversation about expanding the playoff, but these bowl games aren't going anywhere. People watch them, man.
7: That's right. Especially even the day games get some, you know, people are home, especially now. But Texas blowout in the Alamo Bowl, that was almost 3 million. Remember the Liberty game that was exciting last Saturday night? Right opposite NFL that got 2.6 million viewers for Liberty and Coastal Carolina. That's insane. That is crazy. Absolutely crazy. The news from the NBA today, the league will soon require players to wear sensors as part of contact tracing. They were used at the bubble in Orlando last season. So the sensors, coaches and staff will also have them. They'll be worn during travel, during practice, not at games.
3: What about it? Do they have to wear them at strip clubs? (laughs) Yeah, you should have to. I I don't know. Apparently it's just team
7: facilities, but for some... Seems
3: I, like a team facility. I just wanted to check. Two hours are in the books. We're at halftime of the show. We'll come back, reset. Uh, got a lot of NFL to get to. All that next here on Fox Sports
6: Radio at Bed 365. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.